Flamio Hotman. My name's Pauline, and I'm the host of Hello! Podcast here, an Avatar podcast party. Each week, I'll talk about an episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, including a recap, things I noticed, and anything else. So crack open some cactus juice and let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Week five, episode five. Cannot believe it's already been five episodes. Um, I'm your host, Pauline, so welcome back. If you're returning and if you're new, then hello and welcome. Hope everyone had a good weekend. Mine was was pretty good. Um, want to apologize in advance. It is pouring rain where I live. I feel like it always rains when I'm recording and the thunder is just super loud. So I'm sorry if you can hear it in the background or if you hear me scream because I am low-key terrified of of thunder. But <laughs> So some exciting things I wanted to talk about before I get into the episode. I'm creating a website which will be up soon so I'll have some more content on there. Maybe write like a blog or two about Avatar, maybe an episode. But a big thing about my, my website is that I wanted to showcase some fan art. So if you have know art about avatar about you know a character that you want to showcase feel free to email it to me at hellopodcastier at gmail.com i'll post it on the website i'll post it on all of my social medias i just i love looking at people's creativity and their their ideas and it's just it's so cool so feel free to send everything to me i'll probably do like an art of the week type of thing while i'll post it everywhere so and i also wanted to bring up the opportunity to send an audio clip for it to be shared on the podcast here like if you have like a question that you wanted to record instead of you know type it over to me you can also be a guest on the podcast. Um, again, this is uh, an Avatar podcast party, so I definitely want it to be collaborative and very open. So if you want to be a guest on, on the show, I, I'm sure I can figure it out somehow. I'll probably do it through Zoom and record it and just use the audio from that. But yeah, if you want to be a guest or if you want to send in an audio clip, preferably MP3 or M4A, I think is what it's called, send that over to my email with the subject line as a guest or audio clip for, and then whatever Avatar episode you want it to be on. So, but yeah, thanks again for all of your support and all of your engagement. It's been awesome. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So it is book one, chapter five, The King of Omashu. This episode first aired on March 18th, 2005, and it was written by John O'Brien and directed by Anthony Laurie. And the animation is done by DR Movie. So three fun facts for this episode. This is the first episode that we're seeing without Zuko, which makes me a little sad because I love Zuko so much. He's my favorite character. It's the first episode without Iroh. Iroh is also my favorite character, so... Uh, the second fun fact is that this is the first time we actually see earthbenders and, and a lot of earthbending. So the episode before this, we were at the Kyoshi, we were at Kyoshi Island. So yes, definitely an earth, earth kingdom, not colony, earth kingdom island, I guess. But there weren't any earthbenders that we, we saw there. So, but not to say that the Kyoshi warriors weren't amazing because they fucking 
they they fucking rock so <laughs> and the last fun fact and i'm sure you all know this is that this is the first time that we're introduced to the cabbage merchant the cabbage man whatever you want to call him it's the first time that we we see him which is great so the summary for the king of omashu ang tara and sokka arrive at omashu an earth kingdom city Aang wears the disguise to get into the city where they ride the mail delivery system for fun. After causing a huge ruckus, the three get arrested when they meet the king of Omashu, where the secret is out. They found out Aang's the avatar. The kooky king has Aang perform three deadly challenges, which he successfully completes. It's then revealed that this crazy old man is Aang's longtime friend, Boomy. So here they are, in the city of Omashu, Omashu is the second Earth Kingdom that they visit. The first one was Kyoshi Island. So this is the second largest city throughout the entire Earth Kingdom. Bossingsei is the first. And we will get very well acquainted with Bossingsei in book two. So one thing I noticed with this opening scene is that Katara's hair is really light. I don't know... I don't know what you would describe her, her hair color as maybe like a darker brown, not not black, that's more Zuko's hair color, but it looks super, super light. I know I said that the animation is by DR Movie, so maybe they did different coloring as well. I don't know, but... So, they're prepping to go in. Aang is so pumped to go to Omashu because he gets to do another one of his activities that he has on, on the list, but Katara says, wait, like, you can't... You can't just waltz in there. Everybody's going to know that you're the Avatar. Not many people walk around with, you know, blue tattoos on on their heads. So <laughs> now they have to wear, or he has to wear a disguise to hide the fact that he is the Avatar. So Aang will do this a couple more times throughout the series. So this first time he uses Appa's fur to make a wig and a mustache. And he says it's super itchy and... <laughs> Appa just groans at him, which is so funny because Appa's just like, all right, don't make fun of my hair, whatever. But <laughs> So Aang's pretending to be a grandpa. He uses his staff as a walking stick. He calls them whippersnappers. So <laughs> Aang has a knack for funny old nicknames. So they have to walk across this narrow, rocky bridge and which would freak me out, but he's saying, or Aang is saying, you know, Omashu, everybody here is super friendly and super nice, but then they see one of the guards just yelling at this man. And like I mentioned, this is the cabbage merchant. It's the first time we get to see the cabbage merchant, and we love the cabbage merchant. He's awesome. So he appears about three or four times uh, throughout the the show. So he is a salesman that specializes in selling cabbages to different villages throughout the Earth Kingdom. So he wheels around a cart of cabbages that, you know, eventually gets destroyed. But <laughs> so his his cabbages get thrown off the bridge, but he, he does eventually get let in just without without his cabbages. So now it's their turn to go talk to the guards. They don't get asked for any, like, paperwork or passports or anything like that, which was kind of surprising to me because, you know, for all we know, they could have been spies from the Fire Nation or, or whatever, but... <laughs> so, Aang just kind of 
you know, he thinks quick on his feet and just says that he's Bonzu. Pippin Patalopsicopolis III. Like, he is yelling. And honestly, I think it's a really good distraction. It's a good way to get the guard to just not question them at all. So, <laughs> luckily, uh, Katara jumps in. She's like, I'm June Pippin Patalopsicopolis. This is my grandpa and my brother. So, they get let in perfectly fine, except for... Sokka, oh, I was so scared at this point. I was like, oh my god, are they going to call out Sokka for, for, you know, being a man that's not in, at, in war or at the war front? But really, they just want him to carry Aang's bag. <laughs> um, my question is, like, they're very clearly not in Earth Kingdom clothing. Like, it's obvious that they're from Water Tribe. Nobody else wears robes like that. And, I mean, Aang is wearing clothes that are not from Earth Kingdom. So why didn't they question where they were from? I'm assuming that Omashu will take in refugees from, from the war, no problem. But I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting because it's very clear that they're from their outfits. Like they're just not, they're not from around there. But anyways, so the walls of Omashu open in in three door-like fashions and what's funny is that at the end of it momo's ears stick out of the wig which i thought was so cute and the guard's like oh what like but he's probably just seeing things so then oh a great animation here the camera pans over to omashu which is fantastic it's so beautiful the colors of it is just awesome. So a little more information on Omashu. I won't go into the history of Omashu, like how how it was created, because we will go over that in easily my favorite episode of Avatar, The Cave of Two Lovers in book two. So I'll save that for another time. But so Omashu is located, like I said, in the Earth Kingdom. They're around the Kalau Mountains in the southwestern part of, of the Earth Kingdom. So they have miles and miles of buildings and their mail delivery system. They have some snow on their roof, which is interesting. So clearly they're they're still pretty down south, not as, as south as obviously the South Pole, but they do have some snow. But the buildings are all different shapes and, and which is great. So uh Omashu is known for making supplies for the Earth Kingdom army because Obviously, they're they're at war. Earth Kingdom has easily the most amount of people, um, so they're they're the biggest threat to the Fire Nation, and they have the most people to hopefully try to overthrow the Fire Nation. So, a lot of their people are at war. So Omashu is helping with with that. But the only way to get to Omashu, much like the Air Temples, well, not. Not like their temples, but the only way to get in is through a long, narrow bridge. So it's very difficult to to get through. It's it's hard to get through. Like you could probably get through like with Appa or like with with a shipper or an airship or something like that. But clearly, we don't have those right now, at least. So very difficult to get through. So as with the the air temples. Obviously, you can only get there through Appa or, or Air Power, so... But... Yeah, so Omashu has been conquered and freed many times before um, during a bunch of other Avatars' um, lives. But 
We'll learn a little bit more about that later. But And they are ruled under a monarchy, so they do have a king whom we will meet soon. But I mentioned the mail delivery system, so it's just miles and miles of... I don't know what to call them. Slides? Shoots? I guess they're shoots, but they have carts made of earth with a bunch of things in it. Uh, you know, obviously mail, packaging, stuff like that, but also weapons and, and army supplies and things like that. So earthbenders are using their earthbending to move them around the tunnels and the slides and obviously using gravity to their advantage. But Aang talks about how they they found a different use for it. And, and by they, I mean him and his friend Boomy. So it's this kid who's probably around the same age as, as Aang. They're about the same height. So he's a kid with crazy hair. He's missing a couple of teeth. His left eye is squinting, has a really iconic laugh and is, is snorting. So, um, so they're, they ride down the chutes together. So Boomy is clearly a kid that, that used to live here. So now it's present day and Aang, Katara, and Sokka are all at the top. They somehow managed to get to the top of Omashu, and now they're they're going for a ride. And I have mentioned this before. I fucking hate roller coasters. I, I would seriously throw up if I was on this type of ride. But I think it would be cool if Nickelodeon made a ride like this. Not like this. I mean, this is super dangerous, but like maybe a roller coaster that was based based off of Omashu. Do they already have that? I don't know. Like I said, I hate roller coasters, so I don't actively look at roller coasters or or theme parks or things like that. But anyways, this is super steep. You really hear Aang laughing like a lot in this episode, specifically when he's like through the, the shoes. And it's just such a cute laugh. Really iconic, again, much like Boomy. But, and then... As they're going down, so a lot of the carts or the the chutes, they'll start from random places, but then they'll combine together much like a typical mail system today. But of course, there's a cart of spears behind them. And oh my god, Sokka could have died like right here and there. Thank god that he saw the spears and or that they all saw the spears and then he ducked right in time. But oh god, that was really scary. Anyways. So they're free-falling now. They're going through roofs and, and the air. And it's, oh, I hate that. I hate that feeling in my stomach where you're falling. Even in, like, dreams when you fall. Oh, and then you wake up. It gives me the chills. Anyways, so that the soldiers are getting a brief. You know, you're you're going into war. You're going to be in the front soon. You need to, to prep and then prepare for anything. And <laughs> this freeze frame is just, oh. It's one of my favorites because there's so much going on. Um, Aang and Momo are in the front. Momo seems to be, you know, holding on. He seems to be having some fun, but Aang is, is trying to get a lot of air. And by doing so, he's kicking Katara in the face. And Sokka's, you know, about to fall out of the, the cart. So, <laughs> so funny. Um, then they go through, like, a couple buildings. So one of them, oh, this poor guy also suffer as much like the cabbage man but this is only the one time so he's doing pottery and obviously he's in a pottery shop and he he gets hit by by their cart and I don't know how long it takes to make a vase like that but I would assume it takes you know a, a long time and and they don't have the tools and technology that we have for pottery today so that probably took him a really long time 
But then all of a sudden, Momo is now battling this cat. A cat that they probably ran into through one of the buildings. But poor Momo. He's just getting in fights all the time. (laughs) Oh, and then we find the Cabbage Man. He managed to get a cart of cabbages somehow in the city. Like, maybe he went and, like, to a store and was like, I'm gonna buy all of your cabbages, and he upsells them in the street. But anyways, he literally just got this cart, and then they ruin it by running into it with with their earth cart. So, so sad, but they all end up landing on top of each other. Aang's wig comes off at the top, but it's still tied around him, his head, and... Oh, the the cabbage man, poor guy. He's he's pissed, and they get arrested, and now they are they're being brought over to the king of Omashu. So the charges against them were vandalism, traveling under false pretenses, and easily the most offensive and favorite is the malicious destruction of cabbages. And the cabbage man is there saying, "Off with their head, one for each cabbage," and. So funny. So the king is is eyeing them up a little bit. You know, Sokka's babbling, trying to... He's super nervous. And, and Katara, kind of giving those puppy dog eyes, looking real cute. And Aang isn't really looking, but then he makes eye contact, but then he starts to whistle. So the king, oddly enough, says, throw them a feast, which is super unexpected, Cabbage Man is is really upset, so really sad. But then, then we go to the feast. So Momo, just like in in Kyoshi Island, he's he's eating he's eating good, and and he's he's stocking up on everything that's on on the table. So uh, they're all sitting next to each other. So it's Katara, Aang, and Sokka, and then the king is opposite of them. So the king is wearing. I don't want to say like a helmet, but he's wearing two pronged horns, wearing green robes, obviously, because he's from Earth Kingdom. He has like a hunchback and then he has a bunch of rings on his hand. So he has four colored rings on each hand. He's trying to make some conversation with the bald one, as he calls Aang. And Aang says that he's from Kangaroo Island. I don't, I didn't look it up if Kangaroo Island is real. If it's real, let me know, but (laughs) that'd be kind of cool, but then (laughs) then the king makes a joke saying, oh, I hear it's really hoppy. I love puns. I'm a sucker for for really bad puns, so that made me laugh, and obviously it makes Sokka laugh too, but what's funny about this episode and this instance specifically is that someone coughs in the background like for like an awkward pause, which is... (laughs) It's so funny. Makes me laugh. I I love that. It's so funny. But anyways, there's lots of food. Aang's like, I can't eat any of this. It's it's vegetarian. Or I'm a vegetarian. Can't eat meat. So then the king throws chicken at Aang. And naturally, Aang reveals that he's the avatar and an airbender by airbending it away from him. So that didn't hit him. But... So Aang tries to save face, and he's like, doing my avatar thing, things are going well over here, peace out. They try to leave. Katara's like, you can't keep us here, let us leave. <laughs> the king's like, let us leave, and eats a piece of lettuce, which just, ugh, 
<laughs> Another really good pun. That was funny. So then he says the Avatar is going to go through some three deadly challenges, which like, did he already have this in mind before? Oh, maybe he did. Maybe he was like already planning this when he was saying, oh, let's throw them a feast. Maybe he probably already had them work on, on the challenges. I don't know. But anyways, so then they talk about throwing them into the the bad chamber, but then the bad chamber's refurbished, which is now called the new chamber. But basically he just th- says, like, throw them in the chamber that was once bad, but... Or the newly refurbished chamber. Whatever. It, it's a long debate. <laughs> Which is funny. Um, Much like other Earth Kingdoms, there aren't really doors that they use, or in palaces, I should say. There's there's no doors, so they use earth bending to go in and out of, of rooms. But their prison cell is so pretty. There's green tapestries, naturally. Again, Earth Kingdom colors. There's emerald stone, which lights up the room. And we also saw the stone... Um, with the king and with the the feast there are three beds in the middle with carpets in between there's chairs there's tables there's a table in the middle of the entire room with fruits on it and that's where momo gets his apple or whatever and then in another area of the room there's like a sink or a vanity something with a mirror which is really cool but ang's trying to escape by using momo but momo is fat now and <laughs> He ate a lot of food. What's funny about this part is that he, they they play Momo's music, but a really slowed down version, <laughs> which really just it just shows the mood with Momo and that he's he's super lazy. But then it's the next day, Ang is drooling in his sleep, <laughs> but then he notices that Sokka and Katara are captured, so he has no idea where they are. Um, so. What happens next? Right. Okay. So, some, like, what is it? Like, North Kingdom army person comes over and grabs him, takes his staff. The king asks Aang what he thinks of his new outfit. It's all purple. Before Aang answers, there's another cough again. Like, where is this coming from? Who... Who's the one coughing? Because it's clearly not Aang. It's never any one of them. I'm assuming it's one of the guards, but (laughs) really funny. But the king's like, great, you you passed the first test. But then he's like, lol, just kidding. No, you didn't. But so Sokka and Katara are behind one of the walls. They get genomite rings. And these rings are creeping crystals. They they grow over time and just take over your, your body. I would assume that it would just completely suffocate you. So Genomite is actually named after a Nickelodeon executive, Jenna Luttell, which is really cool. So Okay, so now we're on the first of three challenges. So there's a lunchbox key right smack dab in the middle of a waterfall and they are somewhere I'm assuming they're somewhere underground Omashu and there's one ladder that leads up to the lunchbox key and there's spiky rocks all around which is pretty scary so Aang naturally you know first go he tries to go up the ladder which doesn't work because the water is just way too powerful 
but it just spits him out. And his face, oh my god, when his face, when he lands in between the two rocks and does a split, it was so funny. <laughs> uh, I saw this meme, it was like, wow, Aang was really the last, gonna be the last airbender because he almost just broke his his area right there with the, the split. And splits are really hard to do. Can anybody, can anyone do a split? If you can, please tell me how. Because one of my random life goals is to learn how to do a split. And I am nowhere near where I should be. Anyways, so second try, Aang tries to take the high ground and go, like, he tries to dive, like, head first, But the water spits him out super quick. It pans over to the king and, and Sokka and Katara. So the crystal is now all the way up their arms, which is crazy. It's really growing that quick. Um, so Aang is now hanging on to one of the spiky rocks and somehow manages to break off a tip of one of them and uses it kind of like a javelin pole, except he's not jumping with it, but he chucks it over, uses some airbending to give it some more speed and the key then lands above the, the king. And I love the angle here, like the camera angle on Aang when he's like, I want my friends back now. So it's a nice, like right above his, his head and makes him look really tall and, and really angry. But <laughs> so now we go on to the second challenge and it seems kind of easy at first. So the king says he lost his pet Flopsy and there's this really cute long-eared rabbit just sitting in the middle of this this area. And Aang is trying to say, come here, Flopsy. But then you just hear the sound of a huge animal coming towards them. It looks like a huge rabbit and a bull, but it's actually a giant goat gorilla. So this is the only time we will see one of these. But So Aang is trying to catch the, the rabbit, keeps yelling, Flopsy, come here. And, and the rabbit then goes into its hole. But then the the giant goat gorilla ends up being Flopsy. And it's been chasing Aang this entire time because he kept calling its name. So <laughs> the the or Flopsy picks Aang up and starts looking at him and is super cute and really friendly. But then the king calls Flopsy over and he he and he's holding Aang at this point, but he almost dropped him to the ground. But thankfully Aang was able to airbend himself a, a safe landing so what happened now oh and then <laughs> uh it kind of pans over to Sokka and Katara again where Aang's like are you guys doing okay but the crystal is pretty much just like all over them at this point it's stretched down to their legs almost like up to their neck onto the other side of their body and it grows a little bit on on Sokka, like, up further on one side, which then tips him over, which is so funny. Uh, my question is, like, who's moving them from one challenge to another? Like, is are the earthbending, like, guards just bending them to and from the challenges? Like, how is this, how is this working? So then we get to the final challenge, or what should be the final challenge, is a, which is a duel. So... It's one of those like choose your fighter type things. So there's one guy that has a really sinister type of smile and has scars all over him and like a lot of pointy, pointy weapons and spears and he's kind of creepy looking. And then there's another guy 
it's really muscular and has a huge axe. But Aang then chooses the king because he thinks that the king is some frail old man that can't fight. But then the king rips off his robes and straightens out his back and turns out he's fucking ripped. Like, this guy is in shape. Like, really in shape. So Aang then gets launched over to the other side of the arena and... The, the guy, or the king, then is like, you're the most powerful, or I'm going to be the most powerful earthbender you'll ever see. Which isn't a lie for now. We'll definitely meet someone that is a bit stronger later on. <laughs> but then Aang gets his staff back so that he can help fight the, the king. So he's trying to avoid and evade any of the, the blows that he, he throws at him. So Aang is just not... Striking back as of right now. He's on his air scooter trying to get away from him. But he does get hit by by rocks. Like like a lot. Which would probably hurt him. I think. But you know he's, he's very quick on his feet. Like I've said before. So he hits the Earth King with. Or Omashu King. I don't know what to call him. Um, he hits him with some wind. But that just doesn't. Doesn't do anything. So there's super cool earthbending that he's doing here. Again, we haven't seen a lot of earthbending at all. I mean, we haven't seen it at all before this. So this, I think, is just a cool cool introduction to it. Or what it, what it could be. So then they... Oh my god. Then Aang is like prepping to, to strike again. But then he gets caught up in quicksand. Oh my god. This just brought back a lot of memories as a kid because I remember watching this episode and it just furthered my my fear of quicksand. I knew it was a, a cartoon, but like even in a bunch of movies that we've seen and, and other TV shows, like I just thought quicksand was like really scary. And I, I, what movie was it? I don't remember what movie it was, but there was a horse that got into quicksand and the horse died because it... it was like you couldn't get it out of the quicksand i don't oh anyways quicksand i think is really scary i've never been around quicksand before i hope to never be i don't think i'll ever come in contact with it but i don't i just had this weird fear of of quicksand as a kid and i remember watching this episode and i was like oh my god it's Ah, quicksand like the earthbenders can create quicksand that's fucking scary and, and kind of cool at the same time but yeah so has a question for for you guys listeners has anyone come in contact with quicksand before and if so what was it like because i think it's so scary and m- maybe this is one of those rational fears whatever but quicksand's fucking scary but somehow somehow ang manages to escape the quicksand and is able to hit the king once. And as the battle is going on, obviously there's music behind it. But the music starts to get a bit faster as Aang is, is you know, getting stronger, I, uh, for lack of a better word. But the Earth King, oh my god, manages to take the entire balcony from the wall. And Aang is like, oh shit! But then he starts making a tornado, which is super quick. Uh, tornadoes also scare the crap out of me. I, I know tornadoes are far more common than quicksand. Uh, here where I live, we've had, like, tornado 
warnings and then we've had tornado watches which is scary we've i don't think i've seen a tornado here but we did have one last year about like 30 miles away from me which is really scary but i know in some parts of the world tornadoes are are a bigger thing which is really scary but anyways um ang can make a tornado with this with this airbending but so the king then throws the the rock wall the wall balcony the rock balcony whatever he throws the huge ass piece of rock at ang but then his tornado ends up spinning it back towards him but the king manages to stop it and hold it in the air without ang even realizing so but then that's when the fight stops so king's like well done avatar you did good but then, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this episode is when he just falls backwards and just disappears somewhere but then he ends up above above the balcony where Sokka and Katara are and that just made me laugh so hard because it's like what where did he go and it's so cool that he's able to travel through the whatever it is through the floor and and through the balcony like that which is really cool but so Aang passed the three physical challenges but he has one last question to answer and it's what is the king's name? And throughout this entire episode, not once has it been mentioned at all. And Sokka and Katara are pretty much gonna die at this point from the, the Genomite. So Katara's face is still exposed, but Sokka's mouth is the only part that, that's open. Or Katara has a top part of her, her Genomite suit I guess open but so now they're trying to guess his name Sokka it's like well he's an earthbender how about Rocky and then we hear the third and last random cough in the background <laughs> oh which is so funny but Sokka or Katara's like that's a good backup but no that that's not it so they talk about the challenges that he he went through and how they're they're much different than what he expected and how it forced him to think differently than than he should which kind of con confuses me a little bit because here he's being taught so think differently you know there might be another way around it but when he learns earthbending in book two he's taught to just face things head on you don't need to look at it from a different angle you just got to do it so here he's being taught a different philosophy, but then Aang is in front of the Earth King and he's saying, you know, I had to open my brain to all the possibilities and he realizes it's his friend Boomy from the beginning, which is just so, so cute. So Boomy is now probably at least 112 years old, I, again, I'm assuming, uh, because he was around the same age as, as Aang before. So this is just so so cute because before all of this Aang is like cool everyone that I knew all my friends my mentors all of the the other air nomads they're all dead all my friends are dead but he realizes here he is uh Bumi one of his friends is still alive so hopefully this gives him some some kind of hope but Sokka's mouth again is is the only thing that's free they get set free from the genomite which actually turns out to be <laughs> rock candy so 
think there was a candy before, and I don't know if it's still around, but what was it called? Pop Rocks, I think? Yeah, Pop Rocks. I never ate them because I didn't like the feeling of them popping in my mouth, but I know there was also, like, Fun Dip. I know that's not really a rock, but Fun Dip was also really cool, too. Anyways, it's rock candy, so then Momo's like, food, candy, so then he picks one up and starts eating it, so... One random thing that I noticed here, and, and again, it's probably because of the different animator, but Sokka's face looks a little more round, I guess, when he's talking to 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 Boomy and, and to everybody else. But Boomy is just like, oh, well, it was really fun messing with people. I like doing that. So, <laughs> But then he's really just like, all right, Aang, you know, you as the Avatar, you have a difficult task ahead of you with, with the Fire Lord. So... All in all, Boomy was just trying to prep him for what he has to, or what he's gonna have to expect with his his fight with the Fire Lord. And he clearly has a lot to learn. You know, he was doing the avoid and evade, you know, he was striking back, but when he fights this guy, he, he can't do that. Because, again, Fire Lord is pretty fucking powerful, so. But Boomy's like, I hope that when you, you go to fight him, you'll think like a mad genius and... He'll tell, he talks about how he's in good hands and he needs Momo, which is so cute because Boomy loves Momo. And we'll see that towards the, the end of, of the show. But then Aang ends the show with a challenge for Boomy. And they go ride one of the, the mail delivery systems, which is so cute. A great way to kind of wrap it up for them. But the poor Cabbage Man... You hear him yell, you know, my cabbages at the end. So clearly they, they ran into him, which is so sad. But that's that's the end of the episode. That's the end of The King of Omashu. I thought I would take this time now to talk a little bit about Earth Kingdom. I know I didn't talk about it a lot in the last episode just because, you know, we were at Kyoshi Island, but we didn't really get to see any, any Earthbenders. But so... Earth Kingdom, their main season is spring, so more Earthbenders are born in the spring. Or more Earthbenders or Earth Kingdom people? I guess it's both. Anyways, so Earth King, or this is what's really confusing. So the entire Earth Kingdom is managed by a monarchy who sits in Bossing Say, and right now the current king is King Kue. But, like, Bumi is the king of Omashu? So, I don't, I don't know. I don't think we see any other Earth Kingdoms have their own monarchy. So, like, does, does Bumi report into Kue? Like, how does that, how does that work? Like, is he, I don't, I have no idea. So anyways, there's one monarchy that rules the entire kingdom. Um, so yeah, Earth Kingdom obviously has earthbenders and, and earth people, but they also house a lot of refugees of, of the war, which is sad, but at the same time kind of kind of nice. You know, they're the largest and the most diverse of the four nations. They take up the majority of the eastern part of the world. They have a few islands here and there, like, like Kyoshi Island. They have the most diverse climate you know they have forests they got mountains the desert grassland anything so and their symbol is a circle with a square in the middle you'll see that 
with their flags, with their tapestries, with their money. So a lot of their coins are, are that shape as well. And earth bending, as we'll we'll learn in book two, is, is from the Badgermoles. And it's based off of Hungar Kung Fu, which is primarily about really strong stances and, and the fighter is really rooted to the ground. So much like, like earthbending. So overall, I love this episode. I know some people think of it as like a filler episode, but I mean, Boomy plays a really important part throughout the show. And I mean, kind of in, in Korra as well. Not directly, at least, in Korra, but I think it's a great, great episode that really introduces us to the Earth Kingdom and just how powerful they are, despite this being, you know, not the biggest city, not obviously not Bossing Se, but we see the, you know, Earth Kingdom prepping for, for war. You know, there's a lot of soldiers that are, are prepping, they're creating their weapons, so... And it's a really cool way to introduce Earthbending, and I just thought it was awesome that you know, Aang, Aang, Aang shouldn't feel as sad because, you know, one of his friends is alive and one of his friends is going to be there for him to, to teach him earthbending or is supposed to teach him earthbending. But yeah, so I, I personally, the, the showstopper of the episode is when Boomy kind of rips off his robes and just reveals that he's a powerful earthbender because he's jacked for what, like a hundred and 10 plus years old like he's he's in great shape he's still in fighting shape which is awesome and uh favorite character obviously has got to be boomy i mean boomy is just he's hilarious and but he's also really smart so and we'll we'll this is not the last time we'll see him like i said we'll see him in future episodes i think like this the third episode of book two possibly and then in in the end which is awesome but other favorite character is, I mean, it's got to be the Cabbage Man. I mean, poor guy. He's just, he's just trying to make a living. And this this kid with an arrow is just fucking everything up for him. So, again, not the not the last time we'll, we'll see him. So, we'll see him, I think, in The Storm? No. The one with the pirates, I think. Yeah, I don't know. But we'll see him again. Not the last time we'll, we'll see him. Cabbage Man is a legend. He goes on to do fantastic things. So, yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys think of this episode? What was your your favorite moment and what do you think of Boomy? Would you would you consider this like a filler episode? Do you think it's something that really ties into the story? I I know some say it is a filler episode, some say it isn't. So, I'd love to hear everybody else's opinions, but some other questions not related to the episode that, that I was asked. Um, what will I do after I'm done reviewing Avatar? Um, I haven't thought about this yet. I guess it all depends on how this podcast goes. I, I would ideally like to do The Legend of Korra. Um, I know Legend of Korra is, is a hot topic among some people, so I would love to you know, talk about the episode's a little bit more detailed as well. Kind of the same thing I've, I'm doing here. But again, always depends on, on this this podcast and how, how it goes. But the other question that I was asked, how, how do you record your podcast? So I do all of it on my iPad, which is a little difficult at times, but whatever. It's all, I'm using what I have access to. Um, 
so I watch the episodes, I take notes, I record my podcast through the Anchor app, which is the hosting, not a website, hosting app that I use that will then post my my podcast out on the, the different streaming services. So, but next week, I will hopefully have a microphone and um, like just like an overall better setup. I have some soundproofing stuff for my room. I have a fan that will make it feel much cooler in here, but also the microphone will, will help with, you know, any background noise and, and all that stuff. So the setup is changing um, every week and I was trying to use GarageBand before, but GarageBand only lets you record a certain amount of time. So it's been a little difficult with that. So for right now, I'm, I'm sticking with Anchor. But maybe if I, I save up and get a MacBook, I can just record straight through there or whatever other laptop I can use. But <laughs> so that's it. That's the end of the episode for the King of Umashu. So next week I will be talking about chapter six, Imprisoned, where we will meet another Earthbender and also catch a glimpse of Zuko at the very end. So as always, my DMs are, are open. I... I'm on Twitter now and I have Instagram, my emails always open. So I'll also let you know when my website is is back up. So I will be working on that this this weekend. But thanks again for for listening and tune in next week. As always, thanks again for listening in and sending me things to talk about. Write an email to hellopodcasthere at gmail.com for any questions, feedback, or things you want to hear about for future episodes. Follow me on Instagram at HelloPodcastHere and on Twitter at AtlaPodcast. That's A-T-L-A Podcast for all the latest updates. Disclaimer, I am not associated with Nickelodeon, Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, or anything related to the contents discussed in this podcast. I'm not being paid to talk about or promote Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm just a fan of the show. Hello Podcast Here, an Avatar podcast party, is created using the Anchor app.